You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in. Stoppage time. Live on a Wednesday that feels like a Monday. Atlanta United won on Sunday, which felt like it was Saturday. It's all weird in a holiday week like this, Mike. And it's been a busy week because there was a trade announced today. The rumors started percolating pretty soon after the game on Sunday. Andrew Gutman is now a member of the Colorado Rapids. Atlanta United has an extra international slot, which is rumored to be used for an incoming midfield. We will see how that goes. And then there's a game coming up on Saturday and another one coming up next Wednesday. So it's very busy right now in the Atlanta United world. And then there's another one coming up uh, a week from Saturday against the team that jumped you on the table last night because mm-hmm. they had a game in hand. So, yeah, very, very busy and a, a tricky road trip coming up. And you've traded Andrew Gutman, so obviously a lot to get to over the next half hour. I'll just start with this on Gutman. I mean, I know a lot of people, I think, were initially kind of stunned and maybe upset when they saw the the reporting. I saw it Monday. I had not heard anything on Sunday, but I, I did see it on Monday. Um, I think when you look at the numbers and the return that Atlanta United got from Colorado, the international spot, and some form of gam that could go all the way up to $550,000, just remember, you know, we don't know what Atlanta United paid to Celtic, but they only had to pay $75,000 in GAM to Cincinnati to get the re-entry draft spot to take him. And then there was a report that Red Bull paid like a, a nominal fee. They paid Atlanta 50 United, About 50 Okay, so if you think about it, it only cost you about $25,000 in GAM to get him. You're selling him for up to $550,000 in GAM. And, and an international slot, and which international. is valued at usually between two to 250 Now for half a year, so cut that in half, but still. Still. Uh, you know, now you're pushing the total over six hundred grand. I mean, that's good business. That is good business it's, it's for good Atlanta business. United. He plays a position where you have some depth right now. It's good business. I'll miss Andrew Gooman. He scored some. Really important goals for Atlanta United. Scored a great goal against Seattle to win the match last August. Uh, one of my probably most memorable all-time Atlanta United goals. I mean, he's been at the center of some big, big moments. 
I think he'll do really, really well in Colorado. I think it's a great acquisition for a team that needs all the help it, it can get right now. But that feels like a good business move for Atlanta United. And I think if you try to separate the emotion from kind of the the numerical reality, um, it's hard for me to see a negative to this move. Uh, I, I think it was, and I like Andrew a lot, obviously. I think we all do. Uh, it was very accessible to us. Uh, really appreciated his honesty at times. I think it was a great quote, really very honest, very uh, cerebral about the game. But it, it it's good business for the club at a time where they need to do some business. Uh, in this window and probably the next one, they've got a lot of business to do, and I feel like this is a good start. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different aspects to it. And yes, you have to separate them, and you have to separate them with your commentary about a move like this. Being attached to a player because you like their their game, you like their style, you like how they carry themselves, that's the fan in all of us. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's, it's something that we love about sports. I mean, there's players that I've loved in, in every sport who were not the, the superstars. You know, they were guys that just I connected with for whatever reason. And those are guys that you hate to see go. Like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't allow that feeling to creep into your editorial commentary about if a move is good or bad or not. Because they're not the same thing. You can be sad about a player that you enjoy watching play leave a club, but you can also understand that it is a good move from a business perspective. And you can separate the two. And that's, I think, something that is a process that it needs to happen a little bit more here when we have these conversations, because a lot of the talk in the buildup to, you know, the window opening today has been, well, why isn't Atlanta doing anything? And the the same conversation we have all the time about, well, there's no rumors, so they're not doing anything. It's like, no, there's never any rumors about what Atlanta United's doing because they, they keep things on lock in that front office. They always have, you know, you're never hearing the rumors out of Atlanta. The rumors are coming from other parts of the country, if it's another MLS team, which is what happened here. I was actually coming from Montreal, which is even more wild. That's where it broke from. Um, or it's coming from other countries. You know, that's, you're not going to hear rumors on a regular basis. The French midfielder, that hasn't come out of anybody from Atlanta. That's come from Europe. So, like, you're not going to hear about rumors when – you want to see moves happen because, you know, a lot of times there's a process. One move has to happen to create space for another move. And I think that's part of what this move is. You know, the first one has to happen. And you're not going to be able to just all the time move players on who are not contributing at all and have no real value because <laughs> nobody wants to acquire them in the same way that this is. This is... This is a good acquisition, I think, for a starting left back in this league. It's around six hundred and fifty to $700,000 in terms of overall value. Um, it is a good return on your initial investment. You've got good production from Gutman, but you also have depth at that position. So it's a move you can make, and it's a move you probably need to make to add that international slot to add some extra cap space to be able to work with and move on. I I do disagree to to a bit that, there has to be all this stuff done in this window and in the, the upcoming window and in another window. And 
No, I, I think you're you're making the roster the way you want to make it now as the style of play has, I, I think, evolved a little bit. And Gonzalo Pineda has wanted to add a few more elements to his, his playing group that maybe he doesn't have. You know, he's got a lot of ball-playing central midfielders. A, a guy like Tristan Muamba, who is the, the rumored acquisition from the French second division, a little bit different kind of, of characteristics. Okay, this move helps you add somebody like that. One, straight up the international slot. You needed an international slot. Now you have an extra one. Um, yes, you're going to get one. Well, you have it now that Luis Adarujo is gone, but you're probably going to replace him with an international. So that was probably pretty much earmarked. So again, moves have to happen to make things happen for your roster and let it evolve. I don't think you're going to see a whole bunch of moves. I think this was a strategic one with an asset where you had depth in a position. Personally, in terms of Andrew, I think he's going to be successful in Colorado. I think it's a good fit for them. They needed a left back. They needed talent getting forward. They've played a lot of right backs over on the left side. I think Andrew will do well there. I think he is a very, very good left back in this league. I think he is a borderline national team level, and maybe it's a Gold Cup level, like a second group. But he is borderline in that group. I think with Atlanta United, with the way that they play, you need a little more defensively out of the fullbacks. And I think Brooks Lennon's I think evolution this season, he's a better defender than he has been. He's worked on it. <laughs> it's something, bless you, Thank that you. has been needed. And Caleb Wiley's a better defender if you're playing a, a line of four. I think Aiden McFadden can be a better defender if you're playing a line of four. I think Andrew gives you a lot going forward. You have a lot going forward in this team. And when you start to then break down what you need to improve – that becomes an asset that you can move to get other assets and change up your group. And I think that's what it came down to. It's nothing about him as an individual, as a teammate. I think he was loved in that locker room. I think he had a lot of good friends in this group. Worked hard, always bled and sweat for the club. All the things you want. And you hate to see guys like that go, but to make the team better, which is something that everyone has said and everybody wants to do at all times, sometimes you have to make moves like this. And I think that's what it came down to here. I think it just underscores the importance of waiting for all the details to come in before yeah. formulating an opinion on a move. It's which, like the Hawks. I mean, you know, we've yeah. had this conversation with the, the Hawks moves, and it's, oh, well, what are they doing? Ah, it, It's not one move for one move, generally. It's, it's, it's a setup move to allow you to do other things. And you have to almost take every offseason, or in our case with, with MLS and with soccer, every window – as a whole, let's let's see what the whole window does because this move directly isn't going to be the only move. We already know that. And you have to, again, sometimes give things up to be able to get things in other places. Yeah, and I think also let's give this club the benefit of the doubt a little bit when it comes to what they have done in the secondary transfer window. Because this club has made some outstanding moves in the secondary transfer window in recent history. Eric Rometty, Justin Miram, Luis Arruju. Uh, you know, and that that was one at the end of a secondary transfer window where no one knew anything about him. And then suddenly he came in, played great. Marcelina Moreno, uh, you know, I know that's a polarizing name, but that is someone who came in in the secondary transfer window uh, and absolutely had an impact on this club. So... 
I think uh, Juanjo Parata. So I, I think you need to give this club the benefit of the doubt when it comes to what they have done historically this time of year. Now, obviously, Garth Lagerway is not Darren Eels, but Carlos Bocanegra is a common thread yeah. between two, um, you know, presidencies, if you will. So I just I think you need to give everyone a little bit of grace here and patience because more often than, in fact, probably. It's not just more often than not. I would say probably every single secondary transfer window this club has gone through since 2017, they have found a way to make themselves better in the secondary transfer window every year. I don't think there's really any doubt about that. Um, This one is underway now, and uh, it's only July 5th. So we've got weeks here. For things to evolve and, and play out and there could be a surprise here could be a surprise there could be a surprise regarding tiago almada although I, it feels like there's less momentum towards that now mm, um i, I don't be, know about that you don't think i mean you, you there was a rumor to this week from an argentine reporter about manchester city and manchester united it's, yeah, but it's what does that mean though like well like, but it's like i said a while back about Almada. He's not going to be a player, in my opinion, that goes to the level of club that has been talked about. And we can say Napoli because they've been talked about. We can say Manchester City. We can say Manchester United. He's not going to be the first priority in the window for clubs of that size. So a move for him is not going to come straight out of the gate. It's going to come later. And I think you're going to get into a situation where it's going to come in August. I, I, I've said that a long time ago. I still feel like that's where it's pointing is that a club is either going to make a sale and have extra budget or they're not going to hit on one of their first priorities. And then they're going to come back to Almada and they're going to try to make a move. And it very well could be after the window closes in MLS to add acquisitions. So that's going to inform your moves in this window, too, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't think anything is slowed down with Almada. No, not at all. I think it's just rumor mills. I, I don't want to equate noise in the rumor mill and, and on the Bird app and, and, and whatever with actual likelihood of moves happening. I don't want to put those two on an equal footing. That's fair. No, that's totally fair. Well, anyhow, so Goodman's the first move. Meanwhile, Atlanta United made a, a little bit of a, a, a tactical tweak. Drastic, huge, yeah. major lineup change and formation yeah. change. Incredibly seismic. It, it, was a, it was a little tweak, <laughs> and it was effective. Uh, and uh, they got a 2-0 win over Philadelphia, and now... You go into Montreal this weekend, and I think a lot of people are wondering, will the dramatic formation change stick? And I, I'm using that's seismic. That's going to be my new word of the week. That's what we talked about on the full-time report um, after the game on Sunday. I, I look at this more from a personnel standpoint than a formation standpoint. I'm looking at the players who played on Sunday and whether or not you may have found a combination that works in that playing group, but I think undoubtedly Gonzalo Pineda did. Now, Saturday, you're going to have to make two changes you know right off the bat because Franco Barra suspended due to yellow card accumulation 
And I haven't heard anything about Yorgos Yakimakis, but I didn't get a really good feeling after the match on Sunday that that he'd be able to turn around. And the reporting is from Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that sources are telling him he will be questionable. He'll be week to week. Now, we've heard week to week versus day to day over mm-hmm. the years, and week to week makes me feel like he won't be available on Saturday. Yeah. He won't be available on Wednesday, Agreed. potentially for Orlando. And that would be yeah. the goal for me because, look, Montreal's a long trip. New England is a very tricky trip if you're dealing with a hamstring issue because you fly, it's a pretty long flight, then it is a long bus ride. You might just want to leave him at home for that. I would not, I think week to week means that you're targeting Orlando. I agree. I think that's typically the way the club rolls when they list someone as day-to-day. That usually means give them four to six days and evaluate. Day-to-day, they could be available at the weekend. Yeah. When it's week-to-week, yeah, we're going to – it's literally we're going to take this on a week-by-week basis. And uh, that would indicate to me that he's not going to play this weekend. I'm with you. By the way, New England, I was thinking about this today. You know, the time spent in transit for a trip from Atlanta to Foxborough and the team hotel, which is very, very close to the stadium in Foxborough. The time you spend in transit from Atlanta to Foxborough is actually longer than the time you spend in transit from Atlanta to Denver's hotel. Think about that. Or longer (laughs) than the the time spent in transit to any of the Texas teams and their hotels. Almost the same as the time spent in transit to go from Atlanta to Real Salt Lake and the team Ugh. hotel there. Because as you yeah. said, Jason, it's a long flight, and then you put an hour and 15 on the bus on top of it. Yeah, it's not you know? fun. It's I always not, think back it, to that game in 21 uh, during COVID where you had to fly day of, and right. you had two muscle injuries in that game with Jurgen Dom and Ezekiel Barco. Right. Uh, look, it, it's it's a real factor that you have to plan for. And with his history and coming trying to come back from a hamstring issue yeah i don't think new england's likely yeah and uh for ropes uh, sometimes they fly to boston sometimes they fly to providence last time they yeah. flew to providence it really doesn't make a difference no it, it's uh it's about an hour 15 from either airport to where they go in foxborough so this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anyhow, back to the personnel grouping. Um, you're going to have to make a change with the bar. You're going to have to make a change with Yakimakis. You'd assume Barry goes in for Yakimakis. That's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as what Atlanta United might do in the midfield, though, I think that might be a little more intriguing because I think you do have a couple different buttons you can push. And I want to start with this, Jason. Three, I think. I thought, I thought Amar Sadich played really, really well. Yeah. Really well on Sunday. Do you want to take him out of the eight and move him to the six and no. bring Hosatu in? Do you want to bring Sosa in to play the six? Do you want to bring Hosatu in to play the six? Or column F, uh, John uh, Jay Fortune would be back this weekend. Does he factor into this? All Actually, yeah, more than three possibilities. Um, I, I think you are looking. So you're going to lose Ibarra. You're going to lose your six. I don't move Sadich to keep him in the same spot. That's number one. So Sosa, can he go 60 because he's coming back from injury i don't know i don't know the answer to that alonzo can he go 60 or more i don't know the answer to that yeah jay fortune as the six um yeah it's it's something we haven't seen at the first team level seen it at the second team level um it's doable I, i think you you lose a little bit of his game getting forward which is something that i think he really brings to the eight position but he can play the six i think Hosechu is the safest choice at the six with a fitness question. The best defensive option is Alonzo, who is probably further along than Sosa in terms of minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's just, can he go long enough? Now, with Montreal, they're going to be a team that they press, but they don't play like Philly or Red Bulls in that they don't want the ball. They do want the ball. They're not 100% right now. They're they're missing guys to the Gold Cup, and both guys advanced. That was looking dicey there for a little while last night. But Aaron Herrera, Zachary Brogiard, both wingback options for Montreal. They are not going to be back. They'll be in the Gold Cup quarterfinals. They had four guys out due to injury last time out. They, they're not a real deep team. They haven't played a lot of guys on a regular basis over the past couple of months. And they're going to play a... 3-5-2, to keep it simple. If you, you want to go 3-4-1-2, you could call it that. Um, they're going to play two up top. I would not be surprised to see the same kind of shape for Atlanta United, and we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a second. Um, the six is a little bit different, I think, against Montreal than it was against Philly, than it was against Red Bulls. And you're good to have somebody strong on the ball there. That's why Hosechu could be the, the solution, and I'm okay with that if that's the, the solution for this. But if Alonzo can get you to 60 minutes, I'd like to see it, just so we have a better understanding of where he is sharpness-wise and where he is physically. Because if he starts to become more of a factor for this team as you go deeper, that's going to affect potential moves. That's going to affect potential playing time, and maybe even potential shapes and formations. 
So I wanted to show this real quick, um, and I think it will take up the screen. I think it'll look decent here anyway. Um, this is, that's yeah, okay. This is the average positions from the Philadelphia game, where they were in the 3 4 2 1, is roughly what I called it on paper. Um, you see Parata at the middle 22 of the, the back line. I thought he did a great job playing in the middle and organizing things there. Abram kind of right next to him kind of a traditional center back off to the left. Wiley was high, but not crazy high up the field as a wing back. Um, Lennon was super high up the field, but he had the half right back, half center back and Ronald Hernandez behind him. And you see Hernandez number two, who was actually deeper than the, the left wing back in Wiley. And this is average position. It's not an entirely perfect graphic, but it just shows you where guys were generally. Ibarra and, and Sadich generally both in kind of a double pivot. Um, you look at Chol, you look at Almada, that's your box. You almost have a, a box there in the, the middle of the midfield. Yakimakis didn't have a lot of time on the field, obviously, but he's going to drop into that as well. He can also make the runs forward. Um, doesn't look a whole lot different than it's generally looked this season, to be perfectly honest. It's it looked a lot like a 4-3-3, but because of Hernandez and being able to play that role from a more defensive mindset of the half center back, half right back, which is very typical these days. Kyle Walker did it a lot for Manchester City. We talked about that in the pregame. Formations and positions are not what they used to be, and I, I just... I beg when we talk about these things to understand that flexibility that is all needed in it. And Hernandez brought that. And when you look at that box midfield, if they play the same way against two forwards, which I think is, is fairly likely, um, mm -hmm. you're not asking the six to do all of the same things that maybe you were when they were solo and had two more attack-minded players in front of them. So I think Osechu can work just fine there. But I really want to see Alonso in that spot just because I want to see where he is in total in his progression back from injury. Christopher Abel kind of reads my mind on the Twitch pitch. He was wondering, could you play Sosa and Alonso 45 each? You could. Um, it's a possibility. I, I Generally, I default to if guys can get you 10 to 15 minutes into the second half, they're starting eligible for me. And if they can only play 45 I don't like to start them in that because my worry is when your max is 45 and they only go 30. I don't like to blow a, a half or a first half substitution in that situation. If if I don't know that they can get me to 45, which in my mind means they could play 60, then I don't want them to start. I'd rather have them come off the bench. So I, I, it's possible. I don't think you want to do that necessarily, but if you start Alonzo thinking he can get you to 60, maybe he's not as sharp as you'd like and you need to make the change at halftime. Sosa could be the, the change there, but Hosechu could be the change there as well. Another personnel question. Chol or Wolf up high? Did Chol do enough to give himself another start, or is that up for competition this it's week? It's up for competition, and you have Derek Etienne back into the mix as well. You have Jay Fortune back into the mix, and, and you could see him play in that role as well higher up the field. Uh, we have seen that at times. We saw it in preseason, and he did pretty good in the uh, AmFam Cup in that role, actually playing mm -hmm. higher up the field. So there's a lot of possibilities. I think Chol did better than the reviews were. Um, he understood the role. 
I thought he moved well. He created space for others. Uh, I thought he found those one-twos with Lennon a good bit out wide to allow Brooks to be dangerous. I don't think he did enough to lock the spot down. I think Wolf has shown he's great off the bench. Can he be that as a starter? That's still, I think, an open question. And when you get Etienne and you get Fortune back into the mix, it's going to be good competition this week. And look, with the the gap now with Yakimakis out, Barry has been okay here lately. I, I do think he's been better than he was to start the season. But with this kind of a shape, it's fluid enough. You, you could start a more non-traditional nine. You could start a wolf there. You could you could start a Chol there. You could start Chol and Wolf together in this kind of a setup. You've got some flexibility with it. So I'll be intrigued to see. And I think if you're on Losada trying to figure out what you're going to be facing this weekend, man, <laughs> you yeah. could go a lot of different directions with this group. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, it, that's, that's very, very true. I mean, Etienne could was... be the nine. You, you could play Etienne as the nine, to be perfectly yeah. honest, if, if you really want well, to mix it up. I honestly, I, I don't, I don't see a reason to drop Barry. No, uh, I think he's been it, fine. I, well, and I thought actually he was pretty good movement wise hmm. um, Sunday against yeah. Philadelphia. I, I thought he was making good movements. He was getting in one or two situations. He got yeah. himself into some very, very dangerous spots. He did have an assist. Um, yep. I, I don't think it, just my opinion. I don't think there's a reason to move away from Barry yet. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I don't think you have to make a change. It's the same with Chol. Like I don't think you have to make a change to what we saw on Sunday, but I don't think either one blew you away to the point that you're already writing them down on the lineup sheet either. I right. think that's why you have a week of training in that hey, you've got some new faces back in the group now. Who's going to win the spots? Montreal 7-2-0 at home this year, but one of those two losses came last Saturday. Lightning-delayed game to New York City. Uh, team that has not really scored a lot of goals no. at all this year, although we, we've said that about Red Bulls, and then they, they got you for four, but a uh, little bit of a different situation. Yeah. Um, they're a team, though, that has found a way to get themselves above the playoff line and really stay there for the last couple months. Uh, and and maintain a really good form at home without scoring a lot of goals, which is very, very interesting. Uh, their goalkeeper uh, was Syrah. Syrah, uh, yeah. Syrah has, has been excellent. Yeah. Wanyama uh, is one of the better defensive overall, like kind of defensive half players in the league, one of their designated players. Um, you know, just thinking back to, some recent Atlanta United matches in Montreal. They have not really struggled to score goals at Stad Saputo, that's for sure. Uh, but Montreal's been very, very stingy this year, although not among the league leaders necessarily in goals allowed either. I mean, they, they just right. what really, really sticks out about them is that they have just not scored a lot of goals this year. They're scrappy. I, I mean, I think they're starting to take on the personality of Lasada, and you know, we remember his time in D.C. and it ended, and there were lots of accusations and fingers being pointed. But he's got a group in Montreal right now that's playing really well for him and playing really hard for him, and they're buying into the the style of play, which is 
very Marcelo Bielsa-ish. It's of those lines. Uh, Lasada is definitely someone who has followed Bielsa's coaching tree, not an official member of it, but followed that way of coaching, that style of playing. And it's about the collective. And when you look at the, the lineup that we saw on the weekend from them, it's a group that there's outside of Wanyama – there's not really anybody that, that blows your mind and like, wow, this is a great player that could fit in anywhere. Yeah. I do like their front three. I think Bryce Duke is a very underrated player at 22. Uh, was pretty good for Miami. They needed the upgrade in the back line. Kamal Miller going in. He's in the last year of his deal. They needed somebody now. They gave up Duke. I think Duke's a perfect fit for Lasada's style. He's got two goals and two assists with Montreal since coming over. They've got Mason Toy back now from injury. A couple of goals for him. Uh, Sanusi Ibrahim has been okay up top, but he can be somebody who can get out on the run and give you some problems. I don't like him in a foot race with Abram or Parata necessarily. I, I think the midfield is where outside of Wanyama, you can have some joy there. And I think if you can create the 4v3, your box, if you play the same shape against their trio, it's who pairs with Duke and Wanyama that can be the issue for them. I'm looking at Matthew Schwanier, and if he is back from injury, he missed the game on Saturday. He's their all-star, a player that I have always really liked in this league, and a player who's done a lot of things for the team as opposed for his individual career. I mean, I think he's best as a 10, but when they had Georgie Mihailovic, Schwanier played as a wingback mm-hmm. and, and did well as a wingback. I mean, he, he could do the defensive side of the wingback position, and he impacted games from the wing. But as a central midfielder, if you get him back with Wanyama and with Duke, okay, that's a trio. That's a trio you got to look at. I don't know if Schwanier will be ready to go here, but he's a player to keep in mind if he does at least get to the bench and be somebody that they could bring in. But I like the ability for Atlanta to outplay their midfield. I worry about that trio up front. You've got to be on point defensively. And you're gonna it's going to take some work to beat Sirois. He, he's been very good. He, he displaced a, a goalkeeper who I thought was solid for them in Panthemus. Um, Sir Waz is younger. He's 22. He's, again, flying under the radar like a lot of Montreal players do. He's very, very good. It's not going to be an easy game on the road. I do think you can outscore these guys. I mm-hmm. do think that's possible. I don't think they have a lot of goals in them, but it's not going to be an easy one because they will put you under pressure, albeit a, dif- a different kind of pressure than you've played against Philly and Red Bulls here lately couple quick things on the twitch pitch do you mind yeah if I, yeah, uh, yeah i got i got about five six minutes we'll do it quickly c note wants to know with gooman going to colorado does that open the door for more eden mcfadden yeah i think it does I, I think it pushes him up the the ladder just a little bit and that's why you keep somebody like mcfadden in the club um i think he kind of moved into that mikey ambrose utility fullback uh slash back and forth with the second team kind of a role and He's really taken to it. I think Aiden's played very well for Atlanta United, too, on the right and the left side as a fullback. So having that versatility helps. I think you will see him at times. And being in a wingback role, I think, does suit him. you got to remember, this is a former attacker at Notre Dame who was a really good attacking player at Notre Dame. And we've seen his attacking ability with Atlanta United, too. So, yeah, I think it pushes him up the depth chart. I think it also maybe tells you a little bit 
about the long term of some fullbacks coming through the club with a Sean Lanza, who's been in U.S. Youth National Team pools already. Um, a Dominic Chongqui, who was part of the U16s that won the national championship. That's a couple of really good fullbacks that are not that far away. And then there's Remy Okunlola, who just went to Clemson. He's going to be a freshman at Clemson. Uh, got into Atlanta United, too, late in the, the summer before he enrolled at Clemson and played really, really well. Um, was playing at a level that maybe if that had come up a month before he might have stuck around on a pro deal um if not a straight homegrown deal at least a pro deal with atlanta united too that could turn into a homegrown so he might not be at clemson very long would be the, the way i would put it so that's there's a lot of youth coming and you've got mcfadden as the bridge i, I think you're in good shape there but yeah mcfadden will we'll see a little more time here i would assume chris says he's heard about the george bellow to real salt lake rumors but would there be any appetite from Atlanta United to bring back Bellow, and if they did, would there be any advantage roster-wise with him initially being a homegrown player? I don't think there would be. I don't think he goes back into a homegrown spot. Um, hasn't come up a ton in MLS history, so I'd have to go back and look at precedent there. Uh, I don't know how much he would give you at the moment that you don't already have. You know, I, I think you have Wiley who can play the fullback or the wingback. I think he's better as a wingback. As a fullback, if he's not, it's really close. And Bello with two years or a year and a half at Armenia Bielefeld where he didn't play consistently, I don't know where his level is. So I don't think that, again, with what I said about all the fullbacks coming through, and, yeah, I talked about right backs and left backs like they're interchangeable because – Again, the way the modern game is going, they are more interchangeable than you think. Um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I don't. I think you're you're good with what you have, and you're good with what's coming. And I want Bello to to play and continue to develop. I think the the Bielefeld move ends up being a really bad decision, and that should not have been where he ended up. And I think he got some bad advice from his representatives on that move. All right, let's stop it there. Uh, we'll be on the air 7 o'clock Saturday for the Five Stripes Countdown. 7.30, the kickoff uh, from Stotsafuda, one of our favorite places in the league on yep. Saturday. Uh, check local listings for next week. We're going to be flying to New England on Tuesday and uh, up there on Wednesday. So maybe maybe we could do a show on Wednesday before we head over to the stadium. Not sure about that. So uh, keep an eye on Jason and I's Twitter. Uh, but at the very least, we'll look forward to seeing you in Montreal. And a lot of you have reached out to us saying you're yep. making the trip, which is awesome. Uh, let us know. We'll, we'll try to hook up with you at some point. As I told one of our listeners, we're usually a little hectic after the game, but uh, we'll certainly appreciate any and all uh, invitations to, to meet up with you in Montreal. It's a great town. So we'll see you on Saturday, and hopefully we'll see you next week here on Stoppage Time. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 